gospel, light of the temple. Saw a swing, kill a lie from the ghetto. The hood messenger, let him know hell's close. Black burial, the devil in a black cloak. Yo, what is up? Welcome to the Street Gospel Podcast. I'm your host, Dave One, and this is episode number... Yo, Cam, what episode is this? Episode number 51. If you caught episode number 50, it was our two-year anniversary. You know, we did 50 episodes, Cam. Uh, A lot of work, uh, a lot of struggle, um, a lot of fun, though. We had a lot of fun. There was a lot of great guests on this show. Uh, We did 50 episodes in studio, but we had about 59 total with the Zoom ones, uh, over the internet so that definitely was a good thing so if you're out there you like the podcast please subscribe follow share uh we need all the support we can get so uh we'd appreciate it very much but uh we're gonna get into uh this podcast today uh definitely was um uh, a guy on my list for a, for a, for a while i think um i had a couple people in mind and i was kind of like i met him a few times i bought some what is called merchandise off him. I don't want to tell anybody what yeah. I buy. But uh, bought a few things off him. Great store he owns. Uh, he's a father. He's a husband. He's a car guy. Uh, just found out he's a he's a software guy. So we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, definitely a uh, Second Amendment guy. And uh, that's the reason why I kind of invited him. There's a lot of people out there asking a lot of questions about things. And uh, maybe get out clear some of that up. And uh, change your perspective a little bit. I think people get an idea of who Second Amendment people are. And uh, we're going to kind of clear that up today. But I want to welcome to the show, Mr. Brett Swain. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. How's it going, man? Good. Hot. It was hot it today, man. Uh, um, you pulled up in the Hummer. I pulled up in the Hummer. But you'll notice that the, it's got the soft top on it, right? Yeah. And I had to pull the whole back flap up and roll it up because it was just so hot. Like those things do not have air conditioners. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't imagine so. It's it's a it's an older model too, right? Yeah, it's a really cool car actually. Um, it was in the United States Marine Corps, so nice. it's a USMC uh, trade in, and uh, a Marine Corps sergeant ended up buying it at auction like twenty years ago, so right cool. in the nineties. And uh, all three of his sons were in the Marines too, so you know it's a whole family of Marines, and they live up in the Bay Area. I was on Craigslist one day. What the heck? I'm on Craigslist all the time. I'm a total <laughs> Craigslist whore. You can, you can find some good stuff. You can find some good stuff on yeah. Craigslist. I got tons of stories. I, I like Craigslist better than OfferUp. I like Craigslist better than OfferUp as I, well. I yeah. do. Um, especially because there's a lot more third-party support, so you can actually set up watches on Craigslist, whereas it, OfferUp's just like, here's what you might like. And I'm like, this is exactly what I want. Knock that off. It never goes good on OfferUp either. Right. <laughs> so I uh, end up talking to this guy. I buy the Humvee, and he basically gives me two Humvees. It's one Humvee as a vehicle, and then a whole other Humvee in parts, like transaxles, axles, transfer cases, wheels, extra bulletproof glass. Like (laughs) the guy was a hoarder for Humvee parts. It was great. So I got it all. drove up there with my truck. I had an F-250 at the time and a trailer that was too small for the Humvee by far. (laughs) I bet. Yep. And uh, we literally threw all the parts in the bed of the truck, threw all the parts inside the Humvee, under the Humvee, like strapped it all down (laughs) and towed it back home from San Jose. Nice. Yeah. But it's, it's great. The car's needed almost no work really like a couple basic things um but for the most part it's just run do you service that that truck yourself i do all vehicle maintenance myself on wow. all my cars um nice. the only thing that i'll put out there is um the first time i do something brand new i'll have a mechanic 
do it with me to make sure I do it right. Right. And then I do it all. As I get busier, that's starting to fall off a little bit. But yeah. I literally just changed all the brake fluid on all my cars the other day and oil and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Speaking of being busy, uh, I can imagine you're, you're you're pretty busy right now. You you have a local gun store. I do have a local gun store. Um, but we have really good employees. And uh, you say I'm the owner. It's not technically true. My wife technically owns it. It's okay. a woman-owned small business. We're registered that way in California. Nice. My wife is actually there more than I am. Okay. She's there on site every day. Um, she's a CPA. So she does all the paperwork, all the payments, all the payroll, all the all the stuff that actually makes a business run. Right. Right. She's the engine. And all I do is Instagram, price things, find out <laughs> what's cool, try to order it, and like all the fun customers. Stuff? It's kind of the fun stuff. Yeah. She kind of does all the junk stuff. But, she does but, get the short end of the stick on that one. But those well, accountants like that kind of stuff, right? She, she That's does. fun to them. She does. Yeah, keeping it all in She would order. like a little bit more recognition, but she's not going to get it. Let's be Shout honest. Shout out your I wife. Try. Shout out your wife. Uh, Chris, you're great. You're doing a great job. I'll think, reward you later. I think it's a she trip. She doesn't want my rewards. <laughs> I think it's a trip that um, I mentioned in the intro that you're a, a software guy. Your wife's a CPA. Yep. And you're both in the gun business. Yeah, it wasn't really supposed to be this way, um, which what is, right? Were we supposed to be here? I right. don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Um, my backstory is a little interesting, just in that I was I never went to school. I was homeschooled from second grade up. Really? So I never went to public school outside of kindergarten and first grade. And then um, I went to Citrus College, and then I went to Cal State Fullerton, got a degree in computer science. I did ROTC. So you're a SoCal guy? Years. Yeah. Okay. Um, did ROTC for four years. I did the Army thing for a little bit. Never actually went in, but... Did it up until enlistment, and I was like, eh, I'm good. Um, because I started a software company. I was the 16th person to work at the software company. Um, and when we were when we started, we were so small that we were in the founder's bedroom still. Like, they always say, oh, Hewlett Packard started in a garage. Right. They weren't even in the garage yet. I was still in the bedroom. Like, it was, it <laughs> I've was seen tiny. that. I've seen that meme. Yeah. It's like Apple, they show the garage, all these companies, a little, little shack, whatever. Right, you know? exactly. So uh, did that for a long time. Um, and I did other things too, but I always had that as my main. I was always doing sides though. I started an IT company. I paid my way through college with that. Nice. And then um, I did that for 16 years, but 14 years into the software gig, I um, started a gun business. I kind of took it over from a good friend of mine and he ran two A zone before. So he was out of the house. Okay. And it got so busy for him and his day job that he was just dying. Right. And his wife was running it, but his wife was a stay at home mom, always wanted to be. That's what he wanted. That's what she wanted. But she wasn't. She was a stay at home worker for the gun business all the time because wow. he had to go to his real job. So one day he just goes, I'm out. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm shutting it down 30 days. We're, we're done. And at that time, at that point in our lives, we'd had two kids and my wife, you know, was trying to decide whether or not to go back to work after the second kid or not. And I just, we just went back and forth and she was like, I want to work. I can't stay home with kids. It's just not me. And I'm like, you're correct. I keep pulling you (laughs) off the ceiling and your head's backwards, you know, like two boys. It's very rough. Yeah. So, um, she was like, I want to go back to work. And I said, fine, but you, you can't go back to where you were because you were in Azusa and we live in a rancho. It's an hour drive out, an hour drive back in traffic with two kids who are dropping off at your mom's house every day. It it was just horrible. It was a horrible existence. It was a great job. She liked it, but the dynamics just didn't work. The logistics. Right. So um, she goes, well, what do you, what do you want to do? And I go, well, um, you know, I'm still working my job, so you don't really have to work. And she goes, no, no, I have to work. And I'm like, all right. 
I go, whatever we do, we're not going to compete with Google or Amazon. And she goes, well, what's, what's left? And I go, porn, alcohol, tobacco, firearms, explosives. And she goes, well, I'm not doing porn. <laughs> Good. And I'm like, I'm a software Good. engineer. You don't have to be in it. We can do it. Like we could build a whole site if we wanted to. We could whatever. And she's like, no. Nah. I'm like, okay, great. And then I'm like, I'm not doing explosives. It's just too much paperwork. And she's like, okay, well, what's alcohol tobacco look like? I'm like, well, do you want to buy a manufacturer, like a distribution center and start driving around to liquor stores and stuff like that every day and dropping off cigarettes and alcohol? And she's like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, then we're selling firearms. She goes, okay, let's sell some firearms. Wow. Were you into firearms? We at, both. At any time? We both own guns. Okay. We both had our CCWs. Okay. Right at that time. So yeah, we shot. Yeah. We shot. Um, I had, I had a number of variety of guns, right? We used to go to a front site in Nevada, which is a firearm trading academy there, which I used to go to a ton. I go to less and things are going on. It's different, but still, still great for training if you can get there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we were into guns. I wouldn't say we were fanatics. I didn't own a lot of guns. She owned two. I might've owned five. That's shotguns, rifles, and handguns. Not very many. Oh, that's, that's more than the average person though. I guess. I think the average per, the average is two to three. I think so. Yeah. Something like that. Something like that. The, the basic person. Mm-hmm. Not that. Not the, some people blow the average up. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a friend that's like a lot. I mean, I I, was, I thought he was kidding. He's like fifty something, and I oh, was yeah. kind of like, no, that exists. Yeah, for I, sure. And that's not a problem. No, it's not a problem. I don't I don't, I don't think it's a problem. If you, you can want, only hold two. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right. I I think it it's like collecting anything else, right? I mean, it, yeah, it, what you love, you can afford it. You can buy it. You get your hands on it. I mean, it's it's a it's kind of like a hobby. Sometimes you just get these things, like collecting a watch or something like that. You just get, and, and that's just what I was going to say, right? In the gun business, it's interesting. Gun gun guys are generally generally into guns, girls, cars, and watches, right? That's <laughs> yeah. basically the list. And you talk to guys, and he's like, "Yeah, I got twenty three cars, twenty four, twenty five cars. He's got a yeah. hundred watches, yeah. right?" Uh, and my initial reaction is. Well, that's a lot of watches, but cool. Yeah. I bet it looks good on your wall. That's nice. I guess you can call that guy big time. Yeah, big time. <laughs> I like that. That's true. I would think, though, I mean, just for the amount of paperwork that you that a consumer, a buyer like myself, has to fill out. I mean, it's a, it's, I'm used to it now. It's a little annoying, you know. Yeah. It, 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 it's, it, but it is what it is. If, you, if you're going to sure. buy a gun, that's the way it goes. Right. Especially here in California. But I would think a dealer, a gun store owner, would it would just be massive amount of paperwork and and just constant headaches. I wouldn't even call them checks and balances because I'm okay with checks and balances. But just headaches of something new changing. Oh, you got to do this now. You got to do this now. Or you got to do this. Trying to be on top of every little single thing. Especially in California, right? right? If, we did, if we were to slice off the California part, it's not... Too, too terrible. Right. Too terrible, right? Guys that sell guns in Nevada, they have the 14473, which is a bound set of papers, like three or four papers, and it's in like a little folder. So you, you can't separate them. And that's all they really have. Yeah. That's it. And uh, federal law states that all uh, 4473s must be stored for 25 years. And now they just changed it to the life of the business. So oh, well. if you're in business longer than 25 years, you are storing the records indefinitely. Uh, California is seven years. I believe five or seven years, but again, that would be my wife. My wife actually knows the timelines. Yeah. The federal one, I'm sure of. The California one, I'm not. 
It's it's crazy. It, it, it is a big difference. I mean, I had a friend of mine uh, calls me. He lives in Kansas City. He goes, hey, man, I'll call. I called him, actually. He goes, hey, man, I'll call you back right now. I'm, I'm going to go in this gun store. and I'm going to buy this gun. You're like, see you in three hours. No, he was in Kansas City. So, I, yeah, I'm thinking that, right? And, and he literally called me like 15 minutes later. And he goes, oh, I just got it. I just, I'm, I'm walking out with it. I go, shut up. It's not he's right. Like, he's like, I'm walking out with it right now. And I'm like, dude, he goes, this is not California, bro. This is, this is Kansas. You know, so on the consumer side, you're like, oh, man, how cool would that be? Yeah. Switch it to my side for a second, right? Okay. So I have, let's just say 100, because 100 is an easy number to think about. And 100 guys come in, they buy 100 guns. Day number one, right? Right. Day number two, I got another 100 guys that come in and buy 100 guns. Day number three, I got number 100 guys, right? So now I've got three days worth of guys coming in and buy 500 guns. How many guns do I have in the store, assuming I've sold out? 500. Six? 500. I must, because I'm replacing my stock, right? Yeah. And I'm storing all the guns for 10 days. So all the guys that came in day one, I still got their guns. Day two, I still got their guns. All the way out to day 10. So we actually have... It's basically 50-50. Our vault is 50-50. It's guns we are just storing for the state of California for 10 days and then guns that we want to sell. Wow. It's crazy. And your store is relatively s- small. I mean, it's it's it would be considered a, a mom-and-pop store compared to the, these Very. F- franchises around here. Very. Bit, I mean, right? you, can, you can pair us to the big guys, multiple locations, and not even like – there's places like uh, Second Amendment Sports. Second Amendment Sports. They had three locations. They got bought by Turner's. They're not around anymore. Um, which great for them. Um, but they were mom and pop. Even they had three stores, but they were still mom and pop. I considered. Okay. I don't know if they'd like me saying it, but yeah, I, they, I, I think there's something good to be a mom and pop store, to be honest. Like, I don't want to be corporate. I, I do too. I, I, I've bought them, uh, my guns, uh, at those places, big mm-hmm. places, right? The Turner's Ammo Bros now is kind of yeah. coming up. Bass Pro. Right? Bass, yeah. Bass Pro too, right? And uh, I would say this. It's, you know, I'll tell you this. I went in there. I went to one of these big guys one time, and I, and I, and I bought a gun, and it was a it was it was a nice gun. Was mm-hmm. And I remember going to pick it up, and the the guy was you know after ten days, I'm all excited. I'm like, yes, this is I've been waiting to get this gun. It's it's one, you know one that was on my list. I'm excited, nice handgun. I'm like, great. And uh, so I'm I'm doing the last amount of paperwork and stuff, and the guy's going over the gun with me. I'm like, cool. Another sales associate comes over and he goes, "Yeah, I really don't like those. Why would what value did that guy add? Uh, nothing." And he goes, "I probably wouldn't have bought that." And I'm thinking, "I'm already I'm I'm picking it up. Yeah. You know, I'm buying this. You know, and and so like if you must say anything, it's, "Oh, that's so cool." If you must say anything. Right. I'm thinking like, "I did my research. Is it a it, is it, was it a higher end one?" I would say no. Is it the lowest? End? No. It was right in the middle, just basic. Springfield, Kimber, something like that. Yeah, right in the it was middle. Springfield. Yep. 19, Springfield, 1911. Yeah, nothing okay. wrong with it at all. Right. I mean, it's not a Kimber, It's but it's not a Rock Island. It's not a Rock Island. Right? That's so right. I'm thinking in my head, like, this is this is a great, solid purchase here. And uh, he comes over and says, you know, says this thing. And I'm looking at him like, dude, I, I really wanted to punch him in the face because I'm like, I know this is not a be- the best but it's not lame, dude. And so I ended up calling back, and I was like, "Can I speak to the manager?" You know, like, look, it, this guy. You know, I don't need that. I already right. purchased it. Yep. You know, you're not going to give me my money back. 
So if he had something to say, he just kept it to himself. He wasn't even helping me. Right. But I go in a smaller store, like your store here, and, and there's a relationship. And I think that plays big, especially because this is a this is an, import, an important purchase. I know I know when I purchase my farms, mm-hmm. I think uh, I think about it. You know, like oh, okay, yeah. what, what am I buying this for? What is it? Is it is it for fun? Is it for protection? Is it what it whatever it may be, right? But uh, I, I think there has to be some sort. It's a it's a personal thing, man. You go in there and you're asking questions. You're trying to get the best advice. You don't want the guy just to trying to sell you junk, but you don't want the guy to put down if you can't afford top top line. So that's one of the things uh, we train our sales associates to do, and most of them already know it because we hire. I, I think clients do the best. But um, you know, when somebody comes and they go, "I want a gun," I say, well, "What kind? Handgun, rifle, shotgun." And they tell us, and I go, uh, look, I'm not going to max you out, but give me your price range, and then I'll tell you what I think is best in this price range for what you're trying to accomplish. And if you want to go above it or below it, that's fine, but I just want to set expectations, right? right? And so that's easy. But when we hire somebody, I think it's it's different. Um, we're not just hiring people because they can sell or because they can pass a background check to be able to sell guns because all of our employees have to. Um when, when they first come in and they're like, hi, I'm this. And I'm like, hi, I'm Brett. And I'm like, why do you want to work for us? And they're like, oh, I like guns. I like this. I like that. And I'm like, okay, what do we sell? And everybody goes, guns, accessories. And I go, no, we don't sell guns. And they go, well, what do you mean you don't sell guns? I go, we sell customer service. Guns are a medium. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If somebody walks in and they say, hey, I want a Mercedes SL500. Can you help me find it? Yeah, I'll help you find it. Right? It's not, no big deal. Yeah. Sales is sales. Customer service is customer service. And that's what I want to do. I want to have employees that just do customer service. The guns sell themselves. People come into the shop, sure. they've pretty much done their research. 90% of the people that come in, they're like, I want this. They know. You know, it's not hard to push paper, but it's hard to be nice. Yeah. And that's all we want. Yeah, I think it's huge. I, I, I think um, overall in America, we miss the mom and pop shops, right? We miss mm-hmm. those stores where you had a relationship where you can go in and people know your name. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they stop, you know. And you feel comfortable going in there. I, I think overall in America, I mean, we miss that stuff. I mean, it, it those that was huge back in the day. I'd say in the big cities, you're right. But um, good point. In small cities, I don't think that's true. Yeah, um, there's a lot of soul in small cities. Yeah, that we just don't have here because we're all hard. <laughs> when I ran the software company, or when I was working with the software company, um, I flew a lot. I hit a million flat miles before I turned thirty. So I, I went. Everywhere. Everywhere. I went to Europe. I went to Australia. I've been to New Zealand. I've been to Hawaii a bunch of times. I've been to Alaska. I've been to North Dakota in the winter. And I've been to Arizona in the middle of the summer. Right? And I've been to almost every state. And I loved it. You know, I went to North Dakota. Everybody was so freaking nice. It was so great. You go to New York and nobody even cares about you. No. You go to Florida and everybody's just so nice. But it takes 30 minutes to get your double double or whatever, your McDonald's <laughs> food. Because everybody's so chill. Yeah. And you're like, guys, be chill. But... A little less chill. Yeah, a little <laughs> less laid back. I think that's a great segue to, you know, are guns necessary? And I think we're so, like you said, we're so hard in here living in California. And all we see is the crime, the bad things that are, are, are done with guns. But there there is a lot of places where people depend on their guns for necessity, right? Food. I mean, uh, part of their livelihood, you know, to keep animals from killing their livestock whatever it may be and i think a lot of and, and then the culture right i think people get it uh, a little bit overexcited here in california when you see a kid living in 
Idaho and he's has a 22 and he's out shooting in the backyard with his dad. Right. We're not used to seeing that. And we, and we think it's like, Oh look, it's a bad thing. But I think we're so hardened that th- there is a, there's another culture that where kids are raised and they respect guns and they know how to use guns for multiple reasons, for protection, for, you know, for against animals or just to go out and shoot and have a good time. And I think here it's just, we don't see the whole world. And I think sometimes it can, it can keep us a little jaded or keep people jaded against guns overall. Yeah. Um, so are guns necessary? It's a, it's an interesting question. And I don't, I don't love the way it's phrased because you can argue it either way. And you can make a pretty convincing argument for either direction. I would argue that it doesn't matter if they're necessary or not, because it's one of the actual few things that are protected in the constitution. And the interesting thing about rights is that the government just takes things away. Right, they don't grant you things, and uh, food and water are not in the Constitution. Right, so you can make the argument of: Is it necessary that people let you get food and water? Well, actually, that's not legally protected. You could get cut off from food and water. So uh, guns very very quickly, yeah, very quickly. Guns, and we might run out of water anyway here, so maybe this won't matter anymore. (laughs) Um, But guns are actually protected, and uh, I think they are necessary. Right, obviously. Uh, I think that if there was an alternate dimension where guns were never created and nobody had any, then the answer would be no. But once the ink's in the water, it ain't coming out. Yeah. So at this point, yeah, they're necessary. Yeah, but I, I think uh, they're here. And I think other countries that argue, you know, like we, we, we they're don't. They're still there. We don't. We don't. They're just hidden. Yeah. Australia, right? Right. Australia. London, they're still there. There's less. Yes, there's less. But they just resort to different things, right? Right. Knives, whatever. Uh, shoot, their guns were pretty much illegal in Japan. And Shinzo Abe just got shot by a homemade shotgun, which is horrible. Yeah. And I hate it. But it just goes to show that ban it all you want, right? How's that war on drugs going? <laughs> Great point. Great point. Drugs are banned, just in case everybody didn't know out there. Yeah. And now we allow people to shoot up in government-provided buildings yeah. and and we give them the necessary tools to shoot up absolutely and it's kind of, it's kind of weird i i think what would you say is the biggest or worst stigma about guns and gun gun owner legal uh i think right now it's all the school shootings right i think that's obviously the biggest stigma around and and i hate it right i've got a six and an eight-year-old boy yeah. i hate it right i and they sell these backpacks, and we sell, and we don't sell the backpacks, but we sell uh, soft Kevlar inserts for bags, and I carry one in mine all the time just because. But, you know, the kids, they don't even have the backpacks in their classrooms, or at least most don't. Right. So I don't even see how that would be helpful. But I think that would be the, the biggest stigma right now is all the school shootings. It's just terrible. I don't understand. I, I don't understand it. Yeah, I think uh, it's a great argument for to, to pull the guns. But I think the argument it, it is taken away once you say, well, why don't we provide more security? I think I think here we go with, you know, they just signed that bill recently, 87,000 new IRS yeah. agents, right? Yep. Just what we need. Yep. I'm sure your wife's going to love that. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I, I, mean, I mean, what if we had 87,000 security for, for schools and created a, maybe a TSA type thing for schools. I mean, there's only, I, I told somebody this the other day, I think there's only a hundred, maybe 150,000 schools in the United States total. 
And somebody goes, that's not true. I go, look it up. It's like, it's like in the hundred thousands. And I go, you put some security in each school. It's not going to be a, it, it, it won't end all be all, but it'll be a deterrent. It'll be something. Uh, the guys in Texas caught it, probably could have used it. Yeah, definitely. So I think sometimes it just gets to a point where it's um, the stigma of that. That's been the go-to lately is just the innocent. And then, but, but I think again, it's kind of like the, like the COVID thing, right? You know, don't congregate unless you riot. It, it, it you know, you, you can be together. Right. I think it kind of defeats the argument there because we yeah. can, we can, you know, it's, it's this kid in Texas acquires this gun supposedly legally. I, I don't, that's a whole nother rabbit hole, whole right? Thing, yep. Um, and, uh, the real, I mean, the thing is, is, you know, how does he get it? I don't know. What's the real story? Who knows? He got it. I don't know how he afforded it. But the whole story is we, we, we don't go to the, the root cause of anything. It's just right away. It's just like, let's just ban everything. Yeah, look at the tool, not the root. And the root cause, who knows? I don't know. Nobody knows, right? It's just. I don't know. And you're that, never going to. We're, ne- we're never going to know. You and I, we're never going to know. Even if the FBI knows or whatever, we'll never know. And we only know what the media tells us, and uh, you can choose to believe that or not. Yeah, I think um, the Vegas shooter, I mean, that's the, 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 the mystery of all mysteries. Oh, yeah. Dude was totally legit until he wasn't. I mean, 20 years ago, uh, Tupac got in a fight in a casino. They had it all on tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everything. This guy get, carries tons of guns upstairs, and, and nobody, not even an inkling, supposedly, of of anything right so i think um yeah it gets a little it, it gets a little wild but there's a lot of good things with guns I, I i think there's a lot of uh I, i've my son i've taught him about guns since he was little is a great respect for it and um i think the thing with guns is you know it's always an issue with school shootings but it's never an issue with the random criminal shootings right you know it's it's it doesn't make sense i mean I've taught him to respect them, and uh, I think he's done a, you know, he's done a good job of learning to respect guns, having a having a uh, an understanding of what it, what it's all about. And I think uh, education, right? Do you think that's a huge part of it? Oh, of course, everything everything's education. My, you know, National Night Out. You know what that is? Yeah. So we we do National Night Out every year, and we try to do it in like the local cities and whatnot. And uh, we grew up in Covina, so we went out to Covina PD's um, National Night Out couple weeks ago and they had a uh, smoke grenade launcher there you know the big huge the chunk chunk and the rotating yeah thing and it breaks in half and they're letting the kids touch it right and so my son goes up and he goes oh yeah smoke grenade launcher that's pretty cool and he picks it up he's eight picks it up puts it together and then he holds it but he keeps his finger outside the magwell outside the trigger well right completely away from it yeah and the cop's like oh you really know how to do that oh good trigger control nice discipline and, and my son <laughs> goes yeah my daddy taught me Never put your finger on a trigger. Right. And I'm like, that's right. That's my son. I mean, it starts young. I mean, I was, uh, I think my dad started taking me when I was like 15, 16. You know, we would just go out and have a good time. He he finally got a little extra money. He was able to buy a couple guns that he liked. And we, we learned. And, and, and same thing with my son. I, eight, nine years old, we went out and people were kind of, people were kind of wigged out about that. I think my mom was a little wigged out about it because I think she she came from an era in South LA mm-hmm, of gun mm-hmm. violence and stuff, and that stigma kind of kind of followed. She's like, "Well, I really don't know how I feel about guns anymore." 
Right. And I get it. You know, I, I, I and I had to explain to her like, look, mom, this is the thing like that. You can you can kind of like you can be against guns for criminals that are hurting people and before guns for you know average guys that just like to go out and shoot or want to protect themselves or like it as a hobby or something like that right i mean you we we can be both yeah and and i will always fall back to the you can compare guns to anything right people compare guns to oh cars you have to get your car registered so why shouldn't you have to register your gun right that kind of thing but cars aren't protected right cars are not constitutionally protected the government can come down today and say we think that cars are hurting the environment and literally nobody's allowed to drive cars anymore. Get on a bus. And they could do that. Right. And there's nothing you could do to stop them because there's no real protection there. Um, you could do it for alcohol, right? They tried. They prohibited alcohol for quite a while and then they unprohibited it because it didn't work out too great. Um, but, you know, you can say, and, hey, and drugs, I hate alcohol. Marijuana. Yeah, drugs, marijuana. Um, and you could say, hey, I hate those things. I hate marijuana. Well, then don't smoke marijuana, right? As long as somebody doesn't hurt you with it, then... That's not a huge deal, right? They can do them and you can do you. Alcohol is the same thing, right? I wish that alcoholics didn't drink. But that doesn't mean that, you know, a husband and wife can't enjoy a glass of wine at night on a Friday. That doesn't seem like a big deal or whatever. You know, 21-year-old wants to go have a drink. Great. But where do you draw the line, right? Where do you say he can't own a gun? He can't own a gun. Where He can't drink. He can drink. He can drive, but he can't drive, right? Right. Who, who does that? I don't I don't. Yeah, I, I think... Uh... One of the things I was talking to a friend about the other day is, uh, I don't know if it went in through already, but 21 and over to buy a gun here in California? That went through already, yeah. Okay. It, got, it got fought, though. So it's in the Ninth Circuit of Appeals right now. So I expect that to go away based on a couple of recent Supreme Court rulings, Bruin specifically, and um, New York State Rifle Pistol Association. Right, they fought that pretty, pretty yeah. hard. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, California's fighting to try to make it a law. Um, I was explaining to a friend of mine and I was telling him, um, so what is the single mother, 20, 19, 20 years old living, you know, with a baby, mm-hmm. how does she protect herself? You know, what, what is, what's her, when nine and one's only minutes away. Yeah. That's all you got. I mean, if, I mean, she has to be able to protect herself. I mean, that should be, you know, her right, but to say 21 and over it, that's when you can. Be able to protect yourself. So this young mother living by herself, um, somebody can come in and do whatever they want. Yeah. And uh, she's got to rely on 911. And we know that maybe if you live in a nice area, Rancho, right. you, you might get the PD that comes super quick. But if you live in certain other areas, it might take a minute. It might. Yeah. So I think it's uh, I think it's it's tough. I, I think um, what is your take on some of the laws that have, they've been trying to pass in California? I mean... Where do you start? There's so many. <laughs> I, I So we'll talk about the new CCW one they're trying to pass. Okay. All right, let's start with that one. So uh, they're trying to make it so even if you have a concealed carry permit that, I mean, you've gone through all the tests, right? You did their shooting test. You did the interview. You passed all the backgrounds, right? California, the state has already said, yeah, you know, you are a good guy with a gun, right? right. You, can, you can own a concealed gun. That's fine. And you can bring it on you. So now they're trying to pass a law that says um, you can't bring your concealed carry gun into any establishment that doesn't have a sign that says concealed carry is allowed. So not signs that say no guns allowed, but signs that say yes, guns permitted, right? Otherwise, it's a de facto no. 
And there, there was like, uh, you can't do it on public right-of-ways, I think. So you couldn't have it on sidewalks in public areas and like all this stuff. And you're like, oh, okay. So just California being California. Right. And then they did this thing where it's a $5,000 or a $25,000 fine. I don't remember. If they find you advertising firearms or anything firearm related to under 18-year-olds. So, like, uh, you know the Boy Scouts, little tiny organization? Yeah. They, they do shooting there, right? Right. They can't advertise it. Um, there's a, a young girl that lives here in Rancho, and I spaced on her name just now. I should have thought about it. Um, she is a championship trap shooter. She shoots over-under shotguns, and she's like 13, right? Um, her dad buys from us. Cool guy. And uh, now she's getting kicked off of all the teams, all the national teams, because they're afraid of sending her correspondence. Oh. Because they'll get sued by California. So, you know, it's just, it's, California is just nuts for this stuff. The, the, there's no laws that really affect the things we need to to, to them to, to affect, which would be crime, which would be murder. I mean, it, it, they don't create those things. I mean, a couple of years ago, I remember reading, they took off the, uh, there used to be a law that said you would get X amount of time if you committed this crime with a gun. Yes. And then they removed that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that benefits who? It doesn't benefit my, you know, grandma or the, you know, my old uncle or anybody like that. That, you know, it benefits the criminal. Yeah. Prison, totally. prison system, less cost, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think. Um, they probably said it unfairly targeted a certain minority because they were constantly carrying guns or something like that. I'm not really sure what the re- reasoning was. It doesn't. It's just, but it still doesn't protect. It, no, it doesn't. It doesn't affect anybody but the law-abiding citizen. Right. Why do you think they do that? Ask a politician. No yeah. idea. It literally makes no sense to me. Now, how often are are you checking the law? <laughs> so I actually pay attorneys. I have attorneys on right. retainer, and they let me know when a law that's affecting me is coming into effect. Um, but I'm also a member of the CRPA. And they are pretty active. I'm also a member of Calguns Foundation. We donate a fair amount to gun rights groups, things like that. Um, we also donate a lot to veterans groups. And those guys tend to stay online with that stuff and let us know when things are coming down the pipe. And then you got to make changes. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. They don't give you like 30 days or anything like that? Um, it depends. Some of them are by executive order, so it's instant. A lot of them come, like they get passed in January and they activate in July. So like when... In California, you used to be able to get ammo shipped directly to your door. I'm sure you remember that. I remember that. Right? And then you couldn't one July 1st, to last year or two years ago. I don't remember. Two, two years ago, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that law passed, and then you knew. I got six months to stock up right. before I start, got to start going to a gun store. Which, by the way, I cannot stand that law. It's horrible. Because we get all this ammo shipped to us, and I got to store it somewhere until some dude decides to randomly come in and pick it up. <sighs> And he's, you know, he's shipping in two little tiny boxes of ammo. <laughs> and then you get the guys that are shipping in pallets of ammo. Oh, oh you get pellets. Pallets. Literal oh, wow. pallet drop-offs of transferred ammo. Wow. And we take it, right? I want the community to have have what they need, so I'm fine with it. It's cool, but it's it's not fun when somebody comes in and they're like, oh, you know, I had this ammo shipped here three weeks ago. Can I can I get it? And I'm like, oh, I got to go find it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would, going back to... Why do you do it? Is it just to make it? I mean, and, and this goes back to what we talked about before we got on. Is it just to make money? 
Um, so one of the things that I heard when I was starting a gun business with my wife was if you want to have a million dollars in a gun business, start with two. Um, so not really, it's not about the money. Uh, if it was about the money, I probably just would have stopped working after the software company. Yeah. Uh, I didn't particularly need to work other than the fact that I love working, right? We could have worked it out, not in Rancho, <laughs> but I had to move to Oklahoma or something like that. Um, but you know, it's, it's an interesting business. I love the people for the most part. They're really cool. There's some outliers. Um, but for the most part, all of our customers are awesome. I like the community. I like my employees. I like the employees that we get for this business. They actually care. Like if you own a gas station or if you own a toy store or this, that, the other thing, the employees don't generally care about the product. They're just moving product. Our people, when you talk to our people behind the counter, they genuinely care. They're genuinely interested. Right. They're like, oh, yeah, you should get this Beretta 1301, and here's why. Or you should get this Benelli M4, and here's why. Oh, you don't have that? Okay, we'll get a Black Aces. It's almost as effective. They've, they've been really helpful. They're really cool about yeah. it. And I like that. I like selling things and working with things that have interest. That's why I like the software company for so long, right? What we did was interesting to me. It kept me busy. It kept me thinking. And the guns do too. And I got to be honest, all the gun laws that are coming down keeps me busy. I like pivoting. It's one of my wow. favorite things. Really? It drives my wife insane. Because most people don't. No. Most people want to schedule. And they'll just, they, a lot of people have just bounced out of California because it's just too much. Right. For, just for the regular business, average business. Yeah. And it's hard. Don't get me wrong. And, but everybody, everybody tells me, oh, you should move to Texas, right? You should do a gun store in Texas. Yeah. With everybody else. Yeah. You can't throw a rock in Texas without hitting an FFL, right? Go on yeah. an FFL map and look at just a residential district in Texas, and there's like 30%. All the houses have FFLs. That's crazy. Right? You just don't – it's crazy. I don't even know how you could make any money. So in California, it's hard. It's hard to do business, but things that are hard are profitable, right? You can make money doing it if you really pay attention and try. But if you make a mistake, California will come down on you and you'll lose everything. Do you know shops that have lost everything? Um, yes. And that's all I'll say about that. Really? Well, is it, is it because just they weren't on top of their game or you don't want to say, I don't want to say it's uh yep. <sighs> could be shady stuff. Could be, it could be, <laughs> it could be nothing or something. Um, one was just tiny, stupid infractions, but hadn't been audited by the government for so long that the number of tiny infractions added up to license removal. And another one was, I don't know how they had it that long. So you being a software guy, wife being CPA, mm -hmm. both analytical, Super totally analytical, right? So those things are like, it's not a big deal. It's kind of like a thing that you guys are get, get a kick out of a little bit, a little bit. Um, we definitely like finding the loopholes. I mean, Right. Second Amendment zone. We do we do stuff. You know, it's all all legal all the time. Everything's vetted by attorneys. We've right. spoken with the DOJ. They know exactly what we do. They don't love it, but it's by the letter of the law. Yeah. And that's my favorite part. <laughs> that's what I love is like the just shooting the loophole, you know. Right. It's very fun for me. And one day the loophole will close. Yeah. It's it almost seems like the the faster you, you shoot the loophole, the faster they close it sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, I think the key there is to not get stuck in the loophole and it becomes a hangman's noose. Nice. I like that. Hey, I think I think a lot of people think that... Ever, when I first met you, I thought, it's, it's cool, man. Personable. Store's cool. I think a lot of people think that gun guys are 
this these radicalized. Some are. Um, some are. I know. Radicalized, but, but not everybody. That's. Uh, but I think. Right. I but, think if but you think ask about the, car clubs, right? Some are like super crazy into their cars, and other guys are just like, "Yeah, man, cars are cool." Right. But that's it. We're just hanging out. This is fine. Yeah, I just think that the 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 majority of. I guess you're right. I mean, I, I mean, if you if you think about lowriders, let's take the, take lowriders. Yeah. I mean, there's probably a stigma about guys that drive lowriders, and I know a lot of guys that my father-in-law is one of them. He's had multiple lowriders, builds them, paints them, does all, fixes them up, sells them, and but the stigma behind lowriding could probably be like, hey, these are gang members, and Harleys, motorcycles, same thing, right? Japanese crotch rockets, yeah, right. Um, bro dozers, the big huge trucks with the lifted trucks, right? You know, everything's got a stigma on it. And I think I think the majority of people think you got to in order to be into guns, you got to be pro this, pro that, uh, anti this, anti that. Uh, you know the the don't tread on me flag, running for, running in the back of your truck, and yep. all, all, all the things that I would say maybe the media kind of throws it out there. But the the common customer that you get, what what is he like? You and me and him and her and. Everybody. They're single moms. They're retired couples. They're guys that work nine to fives. They're business owners. They're, you know, uh, girls and guys that just turned 21 and want to get their first gun now in California. I mean, we've had both we've sides had of the aisle. Parties. Both sides of the oh, aisle, too. Easy. So if you go on Reddit, you know Reddit? Yeah. Right? So the Reddit has like CA guns. And then there's also a subreddit, which not a lot of people know about, but is actually pretty big called Liberal Gun Owners. Hmm. So reddit.com slash r slash liberal gun owners. And it's all liberals that like owning guns and talk about that. And they get away from all the super, you know, conservative stuff, but they have their own little area. And, and there's a lot of them. Absolutely. Everywhere. All, all races, all religions, all creeds. ATF collects demographics on all background checks, right? So you can actually look. Every January, they release the information. FFL Scope, I think, posts it or something like that. Um, and you can see everything that they've collected. And like during COVID, you saw a huge spike of Asian gun ownership because they were all freaking out because everybody was crazy anti-China for a minute there. Right. Um, and then uh, lately, there's been a huge spike in African-American gun ownership. I don't know why, but you can see it's a very clear spike. Um, it just is what it is. It's everybody. Yeah, I think uh, I tell people that all the time. It's It's not your... It could be, you know, your your little Hispanic dude, you know, that lives in the hood and he just wants to protect his family. It could be yeah. the guy that lives in Lytle Creek and he wants to shoot, you know, in, in, in the creek there. It can be, it's just, a, I think people just get the stigma once again. Uh, I know I keep saying that, but of what a gun owner looks like. And I think it's there always sold no. to us, there's, but there's no way to tell. We're big. Um, so we're... Again, the customer service thing is what I always push, right? And to have good customer service, you can't you can't profile or um, anything like that, right? So we're big in pretty much all the communities. We have a, a big Pink Pistols following, which is um, gay gun owners, and then we've got a lot of like trans. We've got a lot of alternative lifestyle, but but that's never but put out there, right? It doesn't matter. Yeah, for us, it doesn't matter. You know, people walk in. You take their driver's license. What's on their driver's license is what they put on their paperwork. You talk to them. You treat them normal like regular people because that's what they are. And and you just go through it. I mean, why why would you discriminate based on any one thing? Isn't that the government's job? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seems like it is one way or another. Yeah. Why is the Second Amendment so important? 
I mean, we, we, we hear it, we talk about it. Uh, to you, why, why, why do you think that's so important? There's, there's a saying that I always heard, and I don't hear it very much anymore, but I used to always hear it, and it was, the second protects the first, right? Without the Second Amendment, you can't keep the First Amendment. Can't have this podcast. Well, let's, let's imagine it differently. Well, let's go back to something that you said earlier, when COVID, when you had the face masks, right? All the peaceful protests got disbanded. All the violent protests, they let them go. Why? The second protected the first. They used their First Amendment rights to riot or right, congregate, gather, etc. With, right. without masks. But the ones that didn't get violent, they all got sent away. The ones that did get violent well, apparently went to Seattle and lived there for a couple months. <laughs> like, they let them take over. It was nuts. Right. So whether or not you agree with that use of it, it kind of proves the point. Right, and I think that all all the, the all the bill of rights, right? It all matters, but right. specifically the second is always under attack. You know, nobody cares about uh, illegal quarter by the military, right? Yeah. Or the Fifth Amendment, or you know, the one that you know you can't um, illegal search and seizure, right. right? Which they do, by the way, all the freaking time. That's a whole <laughs> other thing because they said that what you can't. Uh, the Fourth Amendment, I think, is search and seizure. And uh, they said that anywhere around a border is a hundred mile, kind of like a gray zone where they, that amendment doesn't apply. And it turns out like 70% of the population is in that 100 mile stretch. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well that one's kind of gone. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, it, it definitely protects the first. I think um, my thing has always been, and, and, and another thing, maybe this is way out there. I think this country has never been attacked on our soil because of so many gun owners. You're not just talking about the military. You're talking about average everyday citizens. I mean, if you just think around in your neighborhood, there could be 25, 30 gun owners just in your neighborhood. Right. There's a, there's a thing. And I, I don't actually think it's true. No. I, I don't okay. think it's true. Well, I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I don't know that that goes into the mindset of it. I mean, logistically, unless you're Canada or Mexico, Attacking the United States is a very difficult proposition, right? The troop movement alone would be insane. You, you get a point there. They got to go through another country to get it here. But um, there's always a saying that uh, General Yamamoto, I believe it was in Japan during World War II, said that they'd never be able to effectively invade mainland U.S. because there's a rifle behind every blade of glass, grass, right? Everybody has guns. Right. I don't think he actually said that. I did a bunch of research into it. Nobody knows for sure, but I don't think he actually said it. Um, but, you know... We invaded Afghanistan and Iraq, and there was pretty much a rifle behind every blade of grass. <laughs> For sure. And we, we didn't lose, but we did not win, right? Yeah. No, nobody really won. Yeah. Um, and whether or not you agree with or don't agree with either one of those entrances and exits is besides the point, right? I don't think that a government that thought, hey, we have the manpower to engage the United States is going to worry necessarily about the people. Mm. And that includes okay. our government. Okay. Do you, do you think that it why are they why are they so after the guns then why do they they're always trying to disarm point. legal gun it's a, owners it's a talking point i don't think i think some really care right i think newsom really cares um but i think for the rest of them it's just the political theater of now right in the 80s the democrats didn't touch guns they wouldn't even talk about it because it was political suicide so they left they let it be right instead at that point it was abortion gay marriage, right? It was, those were the talking points. right? And now those talking points up until recently were pretty much settled. So they need another talking point. They got to show that they're different somehow. 
So guns is it right now. And apparently it's, yeah, like I said, not gun, it's not drugs anymore. It's not abortion anymore. It's not gay marriage anymore. It's, it's guns now. I don't know what's left. What's, what's the big separators nowadays? Uh, More and less taxes. Environment. Yeah. You know, everybody should go out and buy an electric $100,000 vehicle. Yeah. Have you checked your electric bill lately? Uh, yeah. That's pretty painful. Yeah, it's going up, man. And I got the air's running right now. So, I mean, I, I just. I can tell because you haven't melted. Like <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Ark when they opened up the Ark and everybody's faces melted I off. have my eyes closed. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time. But, yeah, man, I think, uh, I, I think it's just, it is a talking point for a lot of people. Do you see it changing, though? I mean, you, you mentioned all the different demographics that come through your store. Is it starting to change where the where the average person, and I say this because I think the average person realizes, even the average, let's say, liberal or far left person realizes, like, it's, it's kind of unsafe sometimes out there. I need some sort of protection. And, oh, yeah. and, and even though they're not your average, uh, you know, gun guy that goes out to the desert and shoots all the time. And, but the, 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 the changes of your average person just coming in and saying, Turned it off. Hey, uh, I, I need something. I was going to look it up real quick. There's a, I don't know the numbers anymore. Um, but during specifically COVID plus BLM, right? When all the riots were happening, new gun ownership, net new gun ownership in the United States went up double digit percentages. I, I don't remember how much I want to say it was like 30, 35%. I want to say I check it, but I turn my phone off for this. So it doesn't bang all the whole time. Um, so absolutely right across the aisle, everywhere, everybody for a while was buying guns. And still today, we still see a lot of first timers coming in. A lot of people that are clearly, you know, not super conservative coming in, buying guns. And yeah, it's, I'm afraid for my family. I'm afraid you know, of the riots, I'm afraid crime's super up, which it is, yeah. right? You can see in the statistics that crime is actually up in California by far. We can't defund the police and expect crime not to go up. Right. I mean, I never thought I would ever see a day where an L.A. County sheriff was issuing CCWs. Almost a shall issue. Almost. I never thought I'd see it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so CCW for everybody out there, your concealed carry... Uh, can still carry weapons permit. weapons permit yeah you can carry yeah. um you got to get it from your county correct yep. whatever county you live in got to go through a whole process so not an easy process correct um i i i know that i kind of know the numbers Eleven thousand, they say in san bernardino county there's six thousand in riverside county five thousand in orange county la county is known not to issue them Right. It was uh, under a thousand by far. I thought it was a hundred. Was it under a thousand? I didn't even know. I that. thought I thought it was like fifty eight or something like that two years ago. <laughs> That's and, wild. And now I know it's way higher. So so the sheriff Villanueva yep. went ahead and, and he put it out there. And I, I remember the sheriff from San Bernardino kind of mocked him a little bit, like okay. About time. Yeah, because he was like saying he was gonna increase it by four hundred percent. So the, the sheriff in San Bernardino. So four people? Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, <laughs> yeah. so 400 people are going to get it, you know? So I remember him saying that, but I guess he, he was, no pun intended, he was under the gun because it was just, crime was so bad, they're defunding a lot of his departments he had to let go, and people wanted to protect themselves. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's definitely a part of it. I've heard 
um, just by talking to people, that there's also a political play there for him. So it's, it's politically viable for him to start issuing these because the county board of supervisors doesn't want him doing it. And the county board of supervisors keeps trying to take away his powers. Like uh, he publicly said he wasn't going to enforce the mask mandate. I remember that. And the county board of supervisors changed the law. So instead of saying that the sheriff was responsible, it was any delegated authority. Then they made themselves a delegated authority. Mm. So now he's like, okay, you want to play? Let's let's mess with something that's state law that you can't mess with, right? Yeah. Now I'm going to start issuing CCWs until you give me back the stuff that I want. So that's that's what I heard. Interestingly, that um, new legislation that I was telling you about that changes CCW where you could carry and stuff like that right. also changes the wording and removes sheriff as the giver of the authority and makes it any delegated authority. <laughs> so that's just going to be a state law change if it goes through, which would effectively – Strip LA County again. Yeah, which is probably uh, the most crime-ridden county. I mean, there's parts of San Bernardino that's pretty bad, but I mean, LA is is pretty bad. I mean, I don't know. I didn't look at the statistics. My uh, yeah, if you there's there's a smash and grab. There's just a lot of stuff going. On. I I've saw people that I've known on the on the corner, you know, uh, of a street that they Melrose where they've always frequented and getting robbed. Mm-hmm. At gunpoint, and mm-hmm. nobody's there to save them. Nobody's there to help them. Um, crazy, but I don't know. You know, let me ask you this: uh, CCW. Yep. What is your advice for CCW holders? And I say this because a lot of CCW holders have this thing where I think they get it, or no, people think that if you have a CCW, you're going to be Billy the Kid. Right, and I tell people all the time, like, not necessarily. If a guy rolls up on you and, and is you didn't see him, and you're not gonna quick draw and pull it out. Right. I, mean, I mean, what is the ideal situation in your mind for the use of your CCW? There is no ideal situation. Ideally, you never use it. It's like an insurance policy for your car. I would love to live the rest of my life paying insurance every year and never calling the company. Right. That's my favorite thing. Uh, but if you have to, then you have to, uh, you know, and everybody's like, oh, why didn't any CCW holders go into this school or that school? Why don't you attack? Why don't you this, that? That's not that's not why you should have it. Right. Uh, you should have it for protection of yourself and your family. And it's just to get away. Right. It's just to get away. You protect yourself. You save yourself. You save your kids. You save your wife. You leave. Ideally, you do that just by running. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the way to do it. Uh, I'm not a fan of, hey, you run in and save the day. Uh, that ends up in lawsuits that will ruin your life, and you might get shot by a cop because you have a gun out. Right. And they don't know. So extreme. Extreme. extreme very extreme. Yeah. If you can get away, get if away. somebody's going to carjack me at gunpoint, hey, man, I got insurance. There are my keys. This is my hands. Can my kids get out of the back first? That cool? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, I don't need it. It's just stuff. You know what I can't buy back? My life. My kids. Can't get that back. It's not worth it. So is it worth getting the CCW? It is. And the same reason it's worth having car insurance. Same you reason. might need it. Yeah. Better to, better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. Correct. And there's also the better to be judged by six or judged by 12 than carried by six. Yeah, because it's, it's, uh, it's it entails a lot if you actually get shoot somebody. Oh, yeah. You're, oh, you're, yeah. you're going to get arrested. Your gun's going to be taken away. Right. Most likely. Um, it kind of depends, actually. 
uh, you won't necessarily get arrested. Okay. Your gun will be taken away, at least for a little while. You probably get detained, though, right? Yeah. I mean, you're maybe getting, yeah. There are guys that have gotten um, in altercations in at least San Bernardino County, and when the deputies showed up, they were like, "What happened?" and he explained it, and you know, they pulled ring camera from the neighbor real quick, looked at it, and were like, "Yeah, we'll fire a police report. Go home." Kept his gun, kept everything. No big deal. Right. Because it was clear as day. Right. If it's not clear as day, you might get detained for a minute. Yeah. I think people think, you know, if somebody's robbing my vehicle, I'm going to run out there and. Get no, it that's back. crazy. That's Let them have it. Let them have it. Right. Let them have it. That's I think crazy. That, I, yeah. I think that, I, th- I think a lot of people think it's, it's, you know, Billy the kid, you know, I'm going to go out there and we're going to, you know, gunfight. And, and, and it, it's totally different. When, and what makes me laugh is like people won't even fight with their with their hands you know and, and and now you got another guy with a gun and you're with a gun <laughs> you don't have to, you don't have to have to be close right there's no way you weren't going to get in a fight with this guy if he didn't have a gun what makes you think you're going to get in a fight with him he has a gun you and you have a gun and good luck to the best of you seriously uh it's like a knife fight everybody dies yeah um when i got my ccw the first time i had a friend that owned rental properties and he wanted to do it he needed to evict people which he's done before no big deal and he was like, oh, man, the sheriff, it always takes this long. Will you go evict this person with me? And I'm like, why? Like, you've never invited me to evict somebody with you before. He's like, well, because you have a gun. I'm like, no. <laughs> Call the cops, dude. <laughs> go through eviction proceedings. What do you think I'm going to do? This is crazy. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah, I think there's, I think it's a lot of good stuff. We, we churches have CCW holders. I think oh, that's, yeah. I think that's huge. All, all the churches around here have security teams. Yeah. And I, I think that's huge because there's, there's, there's a lot of crazy people out there mm-hmm. i think i tell people all the time you're never going to stop crazy no law nothing is going to stop crazy if somebody wants stop to producing harm that's it they're going to harm yeah and, and they're going to find a way with whether they get in their truck and ram it in somewhere or whatever you know yep build a bomb i don't know but they'll find a way i mean like you mentioned europe earlier i mean the guns are pretty much gone and then you see all these Random knife attacks. Knife attacks. You see guys driving rental trucks through farmer's markets on purpose. Parades, fairs, right? That's happened a couple times. Absolutely. That's crazy. If you if you could give some advice to somebody out there that wants to purchase their first gun, what gun would you tell them to buy? If, uh, you, if you would, and what, what advice would you give them if they come into your store? So first things first, before you go into a gun store in California, you need to make sure you have a valid California driver's license or California ID. You know what's funny? You know what's funny about that? This 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 is how nice your guys are. I was in your store one day. It was uh ten days after Black Friday, so you know it was oh, yeah. it was super busy, right? Yep. So I'm in line and there's this girl and, and, and she was I think it was your youngest guy. Uh I don't know, he's got to be like five seven. I think he was. He just got engaged when I was there. Uh, yeah. Okay. So he's just. I'm looking at the girl and I'm like, ah, you know, I don't know. You know, I'm thinking, but he was tending to her and everything. I'm bringing this up because it's kind of funny. And he, we were in line for a while, and he's talking to her, showing her like four or five guns. I know what you're talking about. And, and, and everything, and she's, you know, I'm looking at her and I'm like, oh, and she's asking, and he's calmly yeah that's a very good gun you should try it gets down and she goes i'm gonna buy this one she takes out a wad of money i mean she had like a wad of cash i'm like oh shoot she has money okay and i thought she was just 
window shopping. And right. then she took out the one. Then he goes, can I have your driver's license? And she goes, yeah. She brings out the driver's license, and it's like, it's not good. It's it's expired. And he's like, I can't sell you this gun. And she goes, really? And she, like she started crying, and she walked out. Yes, right? So it wasn't, it wasn't that she had an expired driver's license. She gave us a valid medical marijuana card as her proof of residence, <sighs> which is an immediate disqualifier federally for firearms ownership. That's on the, that's on the, it's on the 4473. Yeah. Yeah. And she hadn't seen the form yet, but, uh, the fact that we saw it immediately knocks her out. There's literally nothing I can do. Right. Like it's, it's one of those, Hey, if you want to come back in a couple of weeks and tell me legitimately that you don't smoke marijuana anymore and you haven't since that day and you are not a a user, we get another chance. But today, no chance. I I I I I know what we're saying about the ID, but go back to the ID. I think that was I thought that was a funny story. So you need an ID. So yeah, so you need you need a valid California. I can't believe you were there for that. That's so funny. <laughs> we still talk about that because we were so sad because she was so into it, and I've she never was, seen her again. She was there for like forty five minutes. I was in line. It was, yeah. it, was it was a big day. I, I probably was, should have not waited that to that day, but yeah, I should have waited a couple of days after. I felt bad for her because it sucks, but law's law. Yeah, she wanted that Glock, and you can you can you can disagree or gr- agree with the law, but. Uh, in the business that I'm in, you follow it regardless. Right. Um, so California ID has to be valid or driver's license. If it's not a real ID, uh, it could be the old one still. That's fine. If it says federal limits apply across the top, that means you don't have a real ID. Additionally, it means you won't be able to fly soon without a passport. Right. So you probably should go do that. It's 35 30 bucks, bucks yeah. DMV and they can get it free in a couple of weeks. It's not a big deal. Um, but if you just can't get one for pick a reason, then I also am going to need proof of residency. So that generally is a passport or um, a green card with a hunting permit or a birth certificate. And that proves, you know, hey, we're good. Uh, once you have that, then you go take a 30-question test, which we're administers of. We can give you the test. And it's, it's basic stuff on firearm safety, right? Is it safe to point guns at people and pull the trigger? Is it... You know, is the safety the only thing that you should worry about with the gun? The answer is no. Your finger shouldn't be on the trigger. I I bet people fail that test all the time. People do fail it. um, But, A, they don't fail it by much generally. Um, Because it's really... It's pretty easy. Yeah. Most people that fail, it's an ESL problem. Mm. Um, And they they do the test in Spanish and English. But, you know, like I said, we had that huge uptick in Asian gun ownership for a while. And we did our best. We were getting translators to come help people when we were really, really oh, busy. Nice. Or we'd let family come in and instruct them, hey, you can read them the questions. Yeah. You can then read them the answers. And then you wait for them to bubble one. You cannot talk after that. Right? Let them decide that kind of thing. Right. So um, That was cool. We're, once again, we like to get all the loopholes. So I don't think it's fair for you to be denied the ability to get a firearm safety certificate, which then denies you from getting a gun, just because you can't read English. Right? Yeah. You don't need to be able to read English to be able to defend yourself and understand the situation. So we do our best with that. Plus, we have employees that speak Tagalog. Uh, one guy was Mandarin. A couple guys spoke Spanish. So nice. you know, we can use them to help also. Um, so, yeah, you go in, you get that card. That's $25. Um, 20 bucks, I think, goes to the state, something like that. And then 5 bucks goes to us or something. Fifteen ten, And then now you got those two things or maybe three things. Driver's license slash ID card, passport, birth certificate, if you needed it because – it said fair limit supply and that firearm safety card, you can buy a gun. And once you buy a gun, you then wait the 10 days minimum 
maximum 30. Um, and then you can pick it up and get some ammo and hopefully go get trained. And we have a lot of trainers that we work with. We'll give you cards and having a gun and never training with it is like having a car and never turning it on. Doesn't right. make any sense. Do people during the 10 day waiting period get denied from DOJ? Absolutely. They don't never tell you that though, right? Do Absolutely. They? Oh, they do we're tell the, you why. We're the ones that get to call you. Oh, really? Yeah. So when we log into the DOJ system called DES, um, which is a dealer entry of sale, I think it is. Um, it tells us the status of all the background checks and then whether or not it's been approved or not. Uh, so within the first 10 days, they can absolutely deny you for a variety of reasons. Um, I, I got a funny story. I got a, I got a real good story. This was pre um, non-binary on driver's licenses, right? By, by a year or two. So it was still like way in limbo. And this dude who's bought a bunch of stuff from us goes to AAA to get his license renewed. And when he gets his license renewed, the uh, the lady at the counter fat fingers his gender and hits female. <laughs> he gets a new driver's license. But do you inspect your driver's license when you get a new one? No, just no. the picture. You take it, you throw the old one in the trash, you grab the new one, and you throw it in there. Dude was walking around with a female driver's license for months. Didn't oh, know it. Oh, right? my God. Until he went to buy a gun. Goes to buy a gun. On the form, he puts male. When I look at him. It's the guy that I sold a million guns to. I know that he's male, right? Yeah. So I just check, 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 check. Male, male, male. Yes, yes, yes. Fine, fine, fine. Three days later, he gets denied. DMV reject. Because you don't always get it. It's not always a crime. The DMV can reject a gun sale for, wow. for reasons, right? Okay. I had one guy get his gun rejected because of unpaid parking tickets. So oh, they wow. failed his background check. I, I, I know somebody that got, um, hadn't paid their child support. Which I think is crazy. Absolutely nuts. That should not be a disqualifier. Is that guy kind of a dirtbag for not paying his child support? Maybe. Yeah. Probably. I'm a big fan of doing, you know, you, you did, the, did the crime, now you got to do the time kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but should that disqualify you from owning a firearm? Probably not. Um, and then we've had guys that were just like, hey, yeah, I had a felony murder 20 years ago. I thought it would have fallen off by now. I didn't. Guess not. Can't have the gun. Sorry. Right, like you're like, are you freaking serious? Yeah, because a lot of guys think they could because uh, their record got expunged. That it, yeah, but it's still on there, right? It's still there. Yeah, right now, Unless if you get if you get a pardon, it goes away. Governor. And there's ways to or have presidential or governor, governor, yeah, okay. governor, because it's a state crime. Federal would be presidential. Um, and then if you get your charge reduced, that would remove it. So there are guys that had a felony. Like I, I know oh, a guy that uh, built a pipe bomb as an experiment. Just a, haha, this is funny, cool. It was back in the 90s, right? And he forgot about it. And he was driving it around with a trunk, like two years later in the trunk of his oh, car. Man. He got pulled over. He was, he was going fast, too fast. So they pulled him. They searched his car, found the pipe bomb from forever ago. Got a felony charge. Whoa. Felony explosives charge. And uh, he did a bunch of community service and got it pulled. And it all got reduced. And he... You can buy guns today, right? It, as long as you go through it yeah. and do it the right way, you, you can get it back. But no, we get denials. We get denials often enough that we actually became a state-certified live scan provider. Okay. So we now can do digital fingerprints at the shop. So if you got denied and you don't know why, I'll take you over to the computer and we'll do the live scan for you and send your information to the Department of Justice and they'll mail you the reason you got denied. Oh, nice. But we won't ever know. Okay. 
and then I had friends that have bought guns legally, and then they bought a rifle, and then the rifle's held up for like months, up to thirty days. That's it. No, like like the DOJ won't release that gun. Okay. For some for for so. for, for some reason, and, and and then it's in limbo for like I, I, literally. I had a friend at work for like five months. Uh, don't go to that gun store anymore. Is that was that what it was? Yeah. So. Uh, the D- California Department of Justice has because he has a, he and he didn't know why because he's he has a ton of guns. It could be that your freaking inspector at the DOJ got COVID and didn't come back to work and your file got lost. Oh wow, that's happened. So yeah, that there's reasons. Okay, uh, it might not have anything to do with you. Um, it might be that the shop that you bought from had a bunch of rejects and so they're going through all their stuff with a fine tooth comb. Right, mm. it might be a million reasons. I mean, I literally had an inspector get COVID and a bunch of my stuff got delayed because he was the one assigned to him. Wow. It took like 17, 18 days during COVID. It was taking like 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 days just to get stuff approved. Normally it gets approved within three days. Then you have your 10 day wait anyway. So you still have to wait 10 days. Um, but yeah, there's no reason. Now, now that said, I said, don't go to that gun shop anymore. What I meant by that was there's something called delivery on undetermined. So basically... California has a 10-day wait. It doesn't take 10 days to do a background check. It takes like minutes, generally, to do a background check. Sure. Unless there's something they want to look at, and then it can take maybe days. Well, like the life scan. You can, right. It gets done pretty quick. Pretty quick. So um, they'll come in and they'll be like, okay, we checked this guy out, but there's something in his background that we're not totally sure of, so we're not going to answer. We're not going to say yes. We're not going to say no. We're going to leave it as what's called undetermined, right? Right. At 30 days, exactly 240 hours to the second from the moment the gun dealer pushed the submit button on the application, that times out. And then it's up to the gun store whether or not they want to deliver that gun. And they have 30 days to do so. So if I came in on, let's see, 30 days on September. So September, September 1st, right? Yeah. And bought a gun and I got undetermined on October. On October 1st, that would flip to undetermined. And then the gun dealer can just push the deliver gun button or they can tell you, I'm not comfortable doing this. Ah. So Turner's doesn't deliver on undetermined. We, by policy, do deliver on undetermined. My reasoning is if the all-powerful, almighty California government can't positively determine that you're unable to own a firearm, who am I to say you're unable to own a firearm? Guilty until proven. So I say, enjoy your firearm. Right. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's a good move. I mean, it's I wouldn't call it a loophole, but it's it's, loophole. it's totally legal. It's totally legal, and they've structured the law to give the gun dealer the option to yes or no it, and we don't yes or no. We policy yes. Nice. Okay, so AR-15s, huge debate on AR-15s. Do they just look scary? That's the reason why they're they're so because Mini fourteen is a great rifle. Probably same was, bullet. Same bullet. Probably was the AR fifteen before the AR fifteen. I mean, no. it, um. So interestingly, the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department up until last month used all Mini fourteens. They, they didn't even have AR fifteen. They're, they're maybe their SWAT teams do, but. 
And, I mean, and I've Costco. read that there some people prefer Mini 14s over the AR-15. Right. So a Mini 14 is an M1A just stripped down, right? It's basically an M1 Garand. It's the same same operating procedure as the guns that came out of World War II, effectively. Um, so they're just smaller versions of it. I, I don't know. I mean, every war movie, every Vietnam movie, everything that you've seen growing up was all M16s. And then now M4s, right? You watch over there or, you know, pick one. Yeah. Um, that's just AR-15 AR, or M16, 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 M4, M4, M4. So, yeah, do people associate it with the military? Of course. It's been military service for, what, 70 years now? So that's probably why, I would guess. Is there a difference between an AR that you sell and a rifle that looks like that in the military? Yeah, ours don't do multi-burst so when you pull the trigger for us only one bullet comes out and i mean when i was in rtc only one bullet came out too you almost never used select fire right what, what are you wasting bullets for hit what you're shooting at and stop that's it but at any rate yes in the military for some models when you hold the trigger down it fires continuously they don't even really do that anymore like unless you're doing squad weapons like an m249 or an m240 like the stuff mounted on tanks and humvees stuff like that i mean m249s are squad carry them but everything else is too big uh, and they're all belt fed like it's just different so functionally they're effectively the same they just fire one bullet instead of multiple okay but the fire control units are effectively the same the pockets are slightly different than the, how they're drilled but the uppers like uh so ar-15s you can effectively break them down into an upper part and a lower part and the upper parts the barrel and the bolt that's the part that actually is the pressure-bearing vessel, the thing that actually fires the bullet. The lower, I had a guy make one out of wood once just to see if it would work, and it did. <laughs> wood. <laughs> wood. Yeah, you can look up wooden AR-15 lower on Google, and it'll show it to you. It's kind of cool. Okay, so the things that they make us do in California to the to the AR, you can't just go buy an AR, and you, it has to be the little fin on the okay on the grip. Everybody everybody always thinks that the government went around and said, hey, everybody, you got to put these fins on to make it legal, right? Okay. That's not at all what happened. Okay. That's not at all what happened. Break what it happened down for was us. the government looked at the Mini 14, which is effectively in function, like in practical application, the same as an AR-15, right? right? And then looked at an AR-15 and they said, not scary to the wooden Mini 14 and scary to the black AR-15. And they said, what makes the AR-15 scary? It's that scary pistol grip, it's that scary collapsible stock, and it's that scary flash hider at the front, right? Yes. Uh, which conceals your location. So they're like, we're going to ban those things. So what we're going to say is, if you have a rifle that has that, a detachable magazine. The people that made those rules? Yeah, California. Not, they're, they're not gun people. Uh, you'd be really surprised. Really? There's some really, really smart people that really know a lot about guns that are forming these policies. Wow. Okay. And they're just working with the enemy. Getting petty. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, they go, if you have a detachable magazine, so you can push the button, the magazine comes out, and you put another one in, right? Yeah. Then you can't have a flash hider, a vertical forward grip, a pistol grip, or a collapsible slash folding stock, right? That's the short of it. So... You can read that a couple different ways, right? Did they just ban AR-15s? Sure, it looks like it on paper. But what if you don't have a detachable magazine? 
Right. If you don't have a detachable magazine, you can have all those things, right? Because it's if you have a detachable magazine and any one of these features. Right. Once again, the loophole. The loophole. Okay. So we we were we weren't a part of this push. We weren't a, a store then, but somebody said, "Hey, rip the flash hider off. Put a muzzle brake on it. Put a pin through the stock wherever you like it, so it can't be adjusted anymore. And then let's change the pistol grip." So you can't wrap your thumb around it because what they said was that a th- your thumb can wrap around underneath the action and the action on an air 15 is way up high. So they just put a fin so your thumb physically can't move around it. And all of a sudden you have a featureless rifle. You can run magazines that drop. So basically you're saying that people created loophole. We created workarounds. Cre- cre- created these things. So yeah, they created workarounds. Right. Okay. Um, so, and then the other option is a magazine launch. So let's say you really like that flash hider. You really like that collapsible stock because you wear, you shoot that rifle in the summer, you shoot it in the winter, you have big clothes on during the winter, you have small clothes on, you want to be able to adjust it so it works. Okay, that makes sense, right? Well, now you can't have a detachable magazine, right? So you can have a pistol grip, you can have that flash hider, you can have the collapsible stock, but you can't have a detachable magazine anymore. So what's a detachable magazine? California defined a detachable magazine as a magazine that can be removed from a firearm while it's functional together, right? So they invented this little pin that goes in the back of the gun and you push a button and the upper and lower separate just enough so the gun's no longer functional. Pulling the trigger won't hit the firing pin. And at that point, you can eject the magazine and then put another one in, 10 rounds only, even if you have Freedom Week mags. That's a whole other story, Freedom Week. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Um, And then put it back together and all is good, right? So, So now you can do both things. So then you get guns that are weird. Like let's forget about AR-15s for a minute. I'm gonna do a little plug for myself here real quick. So let's look at like a PS90. Okay. So I don't know, you may, you may or may not, if you played Counter-Strike, you know what a PS90 is. I think most kids do. Don't wanna... <laughs> if you uh, if you watched uh, Westworld on HBO, the red guns that they shoot the hosts with, those are PS90s. Call of Duty. Uh, yeah, and if you watched uh, Stargate SG-1, I know I'm making myself a little old, but uh, the Stargate team all used PS90s, which is right. why I loved them. Um, so in fact, my kids are named Jack and Daniel which is after those two <laughs> characters, plus the alcohol, yes. Um, which is another story that we'll have to do another time. That's, that's a podcast on its own of how I named my kids that and got it past the wife because uh, she knew what I was doing. Um, so we they, they put the fins in, and then you had to put this shroud on the front that would hide the flash hider to make it overall length because they have to be at least 30 inches long. <sighs> and then you could take the magazine out and all was good. Um, but it's just hideous when you do it. So we actually invented a magazine lock. We launched it last week, two weeks ago, to make that. it. Yeah, to make it so you have to take the PS90 apart, but you get to keep the flash hider. You get to keep the length. You get to keep your hands going through the holes. There's no weird kydex anywhere. It doesn't look like a big fish jumping out of the water anymore. Uh, yeah, it's it's super cool. And we just came out with version two, where you don't have to fully take the gun apart. Version one, you had to completely take everything apart. Version two, you could just take it apart enough nice which is cool did did those things make a difference i mean because i've i've fired a a, a gun i mean i have i have a i got a couple of loopholes i'll talk to you about after but um i fired a, a, a friend's gun that had the fin and had all this stuff on it and i'm just like yeah this seems like it's way more unsafe you just don't have a good grip on it. You're kind of cupping it a little bit. Well, they didn't make the laws to make the guns more safe. They were trying to get rid of them. Yeah. This is a way around it, right? Uh, and does it make a difference? So I am i don't care. It doesn't matter to me. Like, really? I train with a gun. 
And as long as you train with it enough, you know how it works. My home defense rifle is finned, right? It has a fin on it because uh, it's my favorite rifle. I want to be able to change magazines quickly. So my stock's pinned, my flash hider's gone, and I have a fin on it. And that's okay with me. I train with it enough that I can run it thumbs forward and it doesn't even bother me. If you ever go to a precision rifle class, like a real precision rifle class, like shooting over a thousand yards, right? they'll actually teach you to not wrap your thumb around it. They'll run, they'll want you, even if you have a pistol grip, they'll teach you to run thumbs forward. The reason is when you grip, you twist. And as you grip harder, you twist harder. And the more you grip, the more off your shot will be. So it's actually better for accuracy to run thumbs forward because you're not creating that torque on the firearm. Okay. But it's just weird to get used to because it's not what you ever practiced with. Right. And that's most people's problem, right? When they, they buy a gun, they never practice with it. Right, that that is a huge problem, and we advise every new buyer of firearms to go to training. We have discount codes for local trainers. Rancho Magnum Range does trainings every week down here in Rancho Cucamonga. We partner with them. There's a guy named Dave Mitchell. He's ex-military. He does trainings uh, on his own. He does a great job. Um, there's oh man, there's a bunch of guys that we work with that that do really great training. Nice. Now. There's a lot more to you than what I pictured. Software guy. I knew you were a dad. Knew you were, knew you were married, but you're a car guy. Yeah. Favorite car you have right now? What's the use case? Every day. Every No, let's say cruising down foothill. Cruising down foothill, probably my 88 Porsche Carrera. Nice. But if it was literally everyday driving, I'd say it's my wife's Toyota Sienna. Because it's just great. <laughs> like, it's the air conditioner works. The kids can be separated so they can't whack each okay. other. Okay, I would never <laughs> guess you would have said the Sienna every day. You pulled up it's in the amazing. Hummer. amazing. You pulled up in the Hummer, though. I pulled up in the Hummer. So, uh, right now, we're a little car heavy. During COVID, uh, I got a little bored. And me being bored is never a good thing. <laughs> so, I picked up a bunch of cars for really cheap. So, I currently have a 1968 Ford Mustang that I rebuilt with my dad. I bought it when I was 14. It's my first car. So cool. We built it three times. Um, and now it currently exists as a five-speed T5Z with a nine-inch Ford rear end. I've got a 408 stroker in it. Um, it's got full Meyer racing suspension, coilovers. It's got X braces on the bottom. It's super solid. How often do you drive it? Uh, once a month. Yeah. It's just too fast. Like, it's, it's fun, but my kids, yeah, I wish it. I could do this on YouTube and I'd show you there's a video of my kid and we're getting on the freeway. My wife's driving and she's in third on the on-ramp and she floors it and you just hear the as the wheels break. (laughs) And I've got the video on my kid in the back and he's just screaming. He's so happy. So that's, that car is, it's fun, but it's fast. It's a little dangerous. And so you gotta, you gotta be careful with it. The Porsche is fun because you can do whatever you want. And it's not that fast really, but corners are amazing. Super fun. And then, yeah, the the Euro cars are known for, Handling. Yeah, right? they handle great. Yeah. And then um, the Humvee's fun, but the Humvee's 55 miles an hour max, and it takes me 10 minutes to get there. <laughs> that thing is not <laughs> ten, fast. 10 minutes, 10 gallons. Yeah, it's it eats diesel like crazy. Um, it's loud. We actually have earphones like this and a communication system in the Humvee. So when we're driving, we all throw headphones on with mics so we can talk because it's just so loud. It's that loud? It's that loud. You literally cannot talk unless you're screaming. It's loud. I mean, it's got 38-inch tires or something stupid on it or 42-inch tires. 
and there's no insulation. And the drivetrain, have you ever been in a Humvee? No. So, uh, like when you sit in your car, you can take your hand and you can put it on the person next to you. In the Humvee, you can't. The drivetrain, it's like this. It's like this high, and it's running between you all. So it's one person, two persons, three persons, and then four persons. And the drive shaft is right, at, at right, your hips. Right where the center console is. Yeah, it's at be. your hips because it's low, low center of gravity. So you get like 20-something inches of clearance at the bottom, and you won't really roll over until you go past 40 degrees because everything's set up that way. It's all real low. But there's no insulation, so that drive tunnel is hot, and it's loud, and the tires are loud, and the windows are bulletproof, and the doors are bulletproof, and they're that thick, but there's, it's, you're just touching there's bulletproof. It's all Kevlar. So there's no soundproofing. It's a cloth top. So <laughs> it's just loud, and it's obnoxious, and it's fun. And we put an air horn on it. <laughs> but it looks good in front of the shop. It looks good in front of the shop. And my wife's got a 90 and an 86 Supra. So she drives those and likes them a lot. And it's fun. Great, man. I mean, I, you're a really cool dude, man. <laughs> it's software. Thank you. Cars. My wife always called guns. me weird. She was like, how are, you, how are you a software guy that actually likes talking to people? Computer guys aren't supposed to talk to people. I, I was very <laughs> surprised when you told me that today about you being a software guy. I was like, I, I didn't. Yeah, it didn't make sense. I, I see you as a people person because I've been in your shop multiple times. But, uh, yeah, software guy, they, once again, the stigma. Yeah, right? the it, stigma. It, it, it's just like to himself in the room on the computer. Yeah. Leave me alone. Uh, and I can be that way, but generally I'm very extroverted. But, yeah, if you were to YouTube my name plus Liferay, L-I-F-E, R-A-Y. Okay. You'll be able to see me in Germany and a bunch of other places doing talks on the software that we sell and worked on. And and you're still stuff. fairly young, man. I yeah, mean, I turned 40 in March. So you get, you, you've lived the, the software life, the gun life, the, the, the car life. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty nice. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I just don't do bored. I have a lot of energy. It's probably severe ADD that I just channel well. <laughs> most people don't so that's good <laughs> you could take the little what people get considered negative and turn it into a positive and be like yeah i'm i'm driven i guess that's what it was called yeah. at one time it was driven now they call it adhd you steer it the wrong way right Whatever. like the whole time we're doing it my toes are bounce 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 <laughs> bounce bounce under the chair i just cannot sit still gotta get going so all right man i i, I appreciate you coming out yeah anytime. i mean learn a lot of cool stuff um we do one more thing here. What's that? It's the Furious Five, man. What we do is we, we ask you five furious questions, and you answer it. I should, probably should have watched the podcast before I did this. Yeah. <laughs> it's cake, man. It's cake. So we put on a little music. I wrote down a couple of little little questions I had for you. Question number one for Brett on the Street Gospel Furious Five. What was your first gun? My first gun was a SIG P220 that I bought on Gunbroker from a cop in Texas. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, 20. Oh, no, that was the first handgun. First gun was a Mini 14 that I bought in Covina. I love Mini 14s. Yeah. So I bought a Mini 14 on my 18th birthday. I bought a SIG P220 on my 21st birthday. Are you a big SIG guy? I was. I'm less of a SIG guy now because I don't love double action, single action triggers. That said, the P320 and 365 line, which you can get in California. It just takes effort. 
um, are amazing. I like them a lot. My daily carry is a 365XL. I shot my friends, both my friends, Sig, maybe like two weeks ago. Yep. I've never shot a Sig, but I was in love. Yeah, they're nice. Good, uh, good quality, good yeah. support. Uh, owning a gun store, you see a lot of stuff come in that's like somebody broke it, they lost the springs, whatever. Sig's real good about it. I just shipped them a bag full of parts, and I go, can you guys just... And they're like, yeah, 30 bucks plus shipping. We're good. Whatever the parts are. Great service. I'm a big... I like my CZ. And my Sig guy lo- loved my CZ. CZs are great. So, you know, we were shooting each other's guns, and I'm like... You have a, like, SP01? P01 and the, and the Rami. They don't, have, they don't make the Rami They don't make anymore. the Rami anymore. But the P01, if you ever decide you want to up that, send it to Cajun Gunworks. I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very nice. I'm, I'm, I'm saving for that. I, I, I got a little... Uh, Buy, get an SP01, the full size. Yeah. And send that to Cajun. That'd be so That's sick. That's the way to do it. Yeah. They're they're really good outfit. Question number two on the Street Gospel Furious 5 for Brett. What's the best advice somebody has ever given you? Be yourself. Don't change that. for anybody. I love that. I love that. I think that's. Took, I think that's super important. Took me two wives to figure that out. <laughs> you know what? I, I my friend uh, Albert Sanchez passed away. I I spoke at his funeral. This was Saturday, and I, that's one of the things I said. I said he. I go. I thought I had a fit in a certain, uh, you know, cookie cutter way of things, and he always taught me and told me, "Hey, Dave, just be yourself." Don't worry about anybody else. Just be who you are. That's it. And that was one of the things I shared about that. It's, it's so important, especially nowadays. Second thing, yes, dear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, with, an, with a very nice tone. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can mean say it. yes, dear. But you, yeah, but you got to do it in a good tone. As long as she thinks you mean it, you're counting. I, I had to change my tone. I would say nice things, but my tone would totally give it away. Yep. So if you change the tone and say nice things, then you're in there. Yep. Question number three. The greatest, what is the greatest rifle ever made, in your opinion? Oh, man. Um, I guess maybe NAK 47. Really? And the only reason that I would say that is because the worldwide adoption and the ability for it to just run, 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 run. And every third world country ever has run it. And it's just ubiquitous. And you can make it with a shovel in a cave <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's all there is to it. I mean, there's so many different options that you could pick from, but as far as a generalized statement, probably that, but like bolt action rifles are more used for hunting. Right. And then, I mean, you've got like a surgeon scalpel for like thousand plus yard shots. There's, there's so many options, but if I had to just any AK 47, any variant, they, the, they have, uh, I think somebody told me once, I go, are they accurate? No, they don't need to be. They don't need to be. <laughs> they, they can be. The Dragon Isles are a variant of an AK-47. They're fairly accurate. But nice. nothing as accurate as Western firearms. Yeah. But as far as, I guess, reliability, durability. Western firearms are there now. But when the AK-47 first came out and the M-16 first came out, the AK-47 stomped it. Right. Just with reliability. Accuracy, the M-16 is always one. Yeah, I remember... A lot of the uh, Vietnam guys complained about the M16 early on. At first, yeah, because they weren't properly cleaning them, but they didn't have the tools to do so in mud and mush and mark and horribleness that they were in. Unlike the AK where... It was designed for <laughs> <laughs> worked great. Question number four. Uh, if you could change one law in California when it comes to guns, what would it be? Handgun roster. I'd get rid of it. Oh, 
Okay, explain the roster real quick. Oh, uh, that's a whole other podcast. But in very, very short terms, um, any gun that is not already approved for sale in California that was manufactured after 2012 isn't available in California. I hate that. Is really the shortness of it. So we can have old guns. Here's the funny thing about the handgun roster. This is this is just an aside. Yeah. So HKUSP, right? Popular, popular gun. Right. Used by police forces everywhere. Militaries everywhere. On the roster in California. Completely legal to buy. And then they realized there was a problem. HK figured out that the firing pins were breaking, is my understanding. And so they just fixed it. Right? They fixed the firing pin. And it's been selling for, I guess, years. I guess. And uh, a couple months ago, California Department of Justice figured out that they changed a critical component in the fire control group and pulled them off the roster. So what was okay to buy three months ago is no longer okay to buy because they made it safer. (laughs) I hate the roster. Yeah, I I hate it too. I I mean, I I fired my my cop friends. uh, Glock 43. Oh, it's great. I loved it. Yep. I was like, this is great, you know? And uh, not on the roster, of course. And there's a lot of guns. I tell everybody, that's the first thing I tell everybody is they, they'll go through online or buy a magazine and be, oh, I want this gun. I want this gun. Check if it's on the roster. It's If it's cool, it's probably, it's probably not. not. It's probably not. <laughs> Sucks, man. Last question on the Furious Five. If you could be one of these guys, who would it be? Billy the Kid or Doc Holliday? Doc Holliday. But can I not, like, die of syphilis or whatever that was? <laughs> yeah. What I... He lived a pretty good life. I mean, <laughs> he, he still shot good. He did shoot good. Even sick, right? Yeah. But and, and Billy Kid died pretty young. So I guess I'd take Doc with the sickness. I don't know. Maybe not. It was, yeah, some sexually transmitted disease there. Yeah, definitely the Doc. I mean, the Doc was an actual Doc. Billy the Kid was insane. Yeah. So was, I'm good. And he was insane young, too. He was man. super insane. I'm like, you, you look up the age and you're like, yeah. Hey, man, I appreciate you coming out. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Anything you want to shout out? Nah. Nothing. Nothing. The store? The store, Second Amendment Zone, Upland, maybe other places soon. Oh. Maybe, maybe. I hope so. Um, Bigger? Bigger. Yeah. I mean, you've been where we are. It's gets pretty cramped sometimes. You have a ton of rifles on that wall, dude. Every time you post pictures of it, I'm like, how does he get that many up there? Uh, by cramming them together and making it so they don't look nice. <laughs> Everybody with OCD always yells at me. They're like, can I come fix your wall? And I'm like, the only way you're going to fix it is by taking stuff off the wall and stuff in my vault doesn't sell. I think it's cool. I mean, I, I, there's no rhyme or reason behind it. So you're up there and you literally have to look at the whole wall right, yeah. to find what you want. That's and correct. I, and we, I don't, think, we don't put anything where it's supposed to be. And I think that's a good selling thing because you're looking and, and then all of a sudden that's... That's kind of how I bought my rifle. A little gem off in the corner that you didn't think would even be there. What is that? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, come to the store. We'll help you out. I mean, ammo, accessories, firearms, uh, life advice, marriage advice. We got you. No problem. Everything. Um, Yeah, it's it's cool. And we do do a lot of fun things. Yeah, it's definitely dope. Uh, Check them out. They're online. uh, Second Amendment Zone on Facebook. They got their Instagram. You can find all the pictures of everything out there. But uh, really cool store. I'll vouch for them every time. Instagram's at... The number two, the letter A-Z-O-N-E. Got it. And it's uh, 2Azone.com, number two, letter A-Z-O-N-E.com. Right and on, man. I manage the entire website, so it looks like our wall jumbled. Yeah, of course you do. <laughs> of course the software guy does. Right. Appreciate you, man. Thanks Thank for you. coming out. Absolutely.